It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like Sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, the podcast that evens itself out over the course of the season. This week, the Gels prepare for Old Trafford by making Hamilton look like Manchester United. We ask if it's the theatre of dreams or the theatre of screams ahead for the Bears. Speaking of which, is Greater Manchester Police display the same levels of hospitality towards us as most people reserve for paedophiles? We discuss the hassle supporters will have to put up with. Well, Mark's away on his annual pilgrimage to Canal Street in Manchester and just luckily happens to be there the week of the game. So this week we're going with a young team uh, of sorts. And what I did this week, guys, for your introductions was I decided that if this podcast takes off, we had to kind of look at what your, your spin-off pod would be. So what would be the Frasier to this show's cheers? So, Mr. Scott Vandenacker, I thought that we could have Scott's Corner where you talk about all the things that are going on in your radically exciting life. Oh, that's quite good. But nobody puts Scott in the corner. Ah, dirty dancing reference. Dirty dancing. The, the gay badinage is back this week, listeners. So One uh, minute yeah, 13. To, uh, yeah, it didn't take long. Fraser Mark Maguire over there. Fraser, I thought we could have House of Fraser, where again we could get your slightly idiosyncratic take on the major events of this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you're also a bit of a devotee of clothes. Indeed, and house music, because I'm down with the kids. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And for Cameron Bell, hello, Cammy. Hello, hello. I thought we could have the bell end, yeah. where you could <laughs> people could try to tell us what uh, you know what sexual kinks you've been up to over the past seven days. I'm j- I'm so happy that I was one who suggested to try and ramp up the gayness for this <laughs> podcast. I'm really glad that you, you asked. You, you didn't need to suggest. We've been honestly, we couldn't believe we'd made the blunder of, of having to go two weeks without slagging each other about it off. Yeah. So uh, we've lost half the listeners, so we can just go to town this week, guys. Uh, Fraser's uh, going to win all the competitions this week because he's officially became my pod. 
podcast favourite because he gave me a present tonight when he arrived, which was a signed Rangers ball from 1999-2000, and you two have brought me nothing. He signed it himself on the way over. I don't care. It lets me live the dream. It's got Billy Dodds on it. It's got Billy Dodds and on it. Tony Vidmar. Uh, well, Tony Vidmar was a vastly underrated fullback. See, at the time, right, Tony Vidmar, we were going, I don't know if Vidmar's good enough. Compared to Richard Foster, <laughs> Tony Vidmar, right, looked like Cafu. Uh, well, well, that leads us in uh, <laughs> to the, the, well, we won <coughs> against Hamilton Ackies. For anyone who didn't see it out there, you lucky, lucky <laughs> bastards. <laughs> what was it said last week? YHYH? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I think the worrying thing was we put the team out and we thought, well, maybe our squad's not as, as slim as we'd, we'd thought, but uh, it is. It is. Um, I made the mistake of watching the game, as we all did. Um, couldn't believe what I was seeing. After five minutes, though, I thought, <laughs> All the wheels are, you know, turning. There's a machine, well-oiled machine. And then the rest of the 85 That, that was just a hair. <laughs> you know, Jelovic, I think, doesn't need to go to Tony and Guy. Um, as Cammy mentioned before, his hero, Kyle Lafferty, had done that. And he actually did something good. Yeah, I was very pleased with Kyle's uh, turn. And I don't think there's been a cross like that in uh, recent memory. That's you tell been he'd write planted after it, it? right on his head. Did you? So fantastic. Did you, go to Did you tell he'd write after it? Right after it. Right after it. Did you get on your knees and everything and get right no, after no, it? No, no, what no, did you no, make no. of the rest of Kyle's uh, contribution? Though? I don't know. I kind of st- wanted to stop watching the game after that <laughs> point because it just wasn't attractive football. Uh, no, it, was, it, was, it was really bad. Fraser, we look lightweight in midfield again. Steve Davis I know uh, it's got to be I'm said greeting, it's not happening is it all we did last year was moan about playing him in the <laughs> middle of the park he's, and he's done hee-haw since he moved in there I think five decent minutes uh, against St Johnson at Ibrooks, but he was very poor again yesterday well the I thing is say. Walter the, the longer Walter's in charge of what you realise that Walter has become our parents that he's right even though you're convinced you're right Walter eventually gets to turn in and go did I not tell you? Well, and Davis does have to go back out wide, doesn't he? He does, and it also leads you on to Davy Weir. We've, we've all got this, he's too old, he's no good enough. And then, you know, Craig Levine says he's the best Scottish centre-half there is. Walter keeps playing him. Maybe we just have to say that maybe a guy that's played at the World Cup at centre-half and maybe the manager that can spy a centre-half better than any other manager in Europe might just know what they're talking about and maybe it is going to be okay in the Champions League this year. I, I meant to also ask, just whilst I'm in the company of fellow Rangers fans, is Andy Webster actually died? Is he, is he alive? Has Andy anyone Webster seen him? He's an insurance plant, Because he, he was in Dundee. Andy uh, Webster does not thing. exist no. in a Rangers prism. This, the, this podcast exclusively revealed that about four weeks ago. There is no such thing as Andy Webster in connection with Rangers yeah. unless a guy some form of painter and decorator who's been employed to do the inside of Murray Park sadly he's getting employed to do the inside of Murray Park for quite a few grand a week yeah so I, would, the, I, would, I would be fascinated to see the amount of wages we've paid him yeah. over the years he was on the paid. telly uh, last week for uh, he was the BBC's yep, saw that. live yep. footballer during the, the Scotland game which I watched what? I did both of them what, you watch Scotland? I watched both of those games. I couldn't believe it. I, I text Fraser and says, Wednesday's a heart for coming on. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, it, seriously. What it competition was, was it then, David? A raffle or something like that? No. Lottery. What, what were we qualifying for? Do you know? Oh, no, I do know. It's for the Euro- What we qualify What we not qualifying yeah, yeah. for. It's for the Euros, and we played Lithuania on the Friday, and mm. we drew 0-0. Mm-hmm. And then we played... I can get this. We get Liechtenstein, and they've got a population of thirty-five thousand, and there was more people at Hamden booing the national anthem of Liechtenstein than there were that come from Liechtenstein. Gentlemen, can I interject for that one moment? Amazing. We are talking about Scotland when we're meant to be talking about Rangers. So, if I may, yes, that, that, that's yes. true. Oh, now, somebody's taking over the smug Mark role this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. somebody's, somebody's got to do a tough job. Somebody's got to. Somebody's do. got to do the dingwall. But, but I think you know, talking about 
seamlessly get into that. Um, McCulloch and Miller were clearly the two best Scotland players in the two games, and we didn't click until those two came on. Well, firstly, it was Stephen Naismith in the first game, and secondly, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. And uh, I think that it's maybe time to get off Lee's back. I do, I agree with that. I think that, I mean, Lee's been pivotal in setting up the, the winners for the last uh, couple of games. He set up the one at Ibrox two weeks ago, and he set up uh, Miller's on um, Saturday, and I felt as if, you know, it was a good. Ball you'd normally expect for Stephen Davis, but you uh, you turn around and say McCulloch's a cart horse, but he does obviously have this ability in his locker. I felt it was a disgrace that uh, that Thug McManus pushed him out of the way for the the See, winning goal. I was reading about that as well, and then when I was watching the replay, I'm going, this is "Big Lee got that." Yeah. The other thing is, if any of us watched match today last night and saw Man U yesterday, two cross balls, two headers caused havoc. One thing Big Lee can do, uh, Leon mm. and uh, the Tati Bowl spring to mind, he's got a, he can power a header in. Um, yeah. So that's also another potential. I'm game. sort of ingrained to not like him. There's something about Lee McCulloch I can't stand. But he has had a good season, and so has. Well, he got us out of jail yesterday. So has Stephen Naismith. And I think you've got to say, Scott, uh, and I'll ask you this in all serious, Moeda, hey. he's starting to play the two guy game, which is just playing around the edges of the match. Doesn't do anything wrong, but doesn't really. He's not had a good a start to the season, but I, I would argue that really McGregor. Naismith and Miller and to an extent Lee McCulloch for a couple of the games are the only players who are doing what they're supposed to be doing for the money so far anyway Yeah, yeah. I think that when you look at the performances Papach is a fairly dismal start of the season much as I like him yeah. uh, Bouguera. Bouguera's had one tackle at Hibs apart all over the field there are guys that they're not doing anything particularly wrong but it's just not their usual so, game well, there was, there was, there was, I was going to say sorry Fraser that there was actually a point yesterday as well where I thought Bouguera thought he was on holiday and he just looked as if he just you know wasn't really that fussed it was kind of coasting it and then he missed the initial challenge which led to their goal the OG, the, the OG you can't really do anything about I think it was just well you can not play. kick the ball into your net I don't think you know he could have done it again if he tried I know, know but the thing about it was is it was never his ball I think after he knew he'd made a, a bit of a howling arse of the tackle in midfield that he ran back and if he'd left it there were two two defenders behind him that were far better placed to, to clear that ball yeah but also I think he was having to do a bit of work there because uh, Foster seemed to be posting missing at that area no, as well, I, I, so. that's actually not fair Ricky Foster had to cut in because oh, I don't care if tackle. it's fair right I am the master of giving <laughs> people time I thought that Christian Daly was a good signing right we and talked I, about that ta- Tackling Athens, tackling right. Athens. Three years I've waited for Nazi to, to come around and knew it would happen. Richard Foster, it, you know, we didn't have cha- a chance to cover it in the last pod, and we don't want it, but, you know, the guy is a sheep reserve. Now, I know people are saying, give him time to settle and he'll get better, but, you know, you could put me there, and I wouldn't get better just because yeah. I was there. If you've not got the ability to do the job, yeah. then what are you going to do? It was a strange signing at the time, and people were saying, well, Walter can spot defender, but... He, he wasn't getting a game for Aberdeen and um, it was a very strange move and everyone said he'll cover the whole he'll cover across the defence he'll cover the holding on midfield but yesterday he was absolutely atrocious when he came on the only thing you should get from Aberdeen is a dose of the clap on your way home for the oil rigs secondly if we don't have a better youth team fullback than Richard Foster then we should shut Murray Park because there's no point having it well I agree with all of that but we are where we are and if he's going to play he's playing in the classic fullback position where he's going to get absolute pelters every time he plays at home if we're going to get on his back immediately after one game yeah. and everybody played poorly, then he's never going to be any good. I think the problem is so that standards are falling, and I think most fans have actually been quite loyal. If you look at the average support and the season tickets sold, we've put up with this the last few years. But I think for a few people, there are maybe there's a level, sort of line in the sand. And yesterday he was heading the ball to opposition, falling over it, getting caught out of position. And people did boo, well, get on his back. And 
Maybe it's just frustration. Maybe that's like one dodgy player. No, no, there's not frustration, Scott. He was shite when he came on. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. But we are where we are. There is no evidence, though, Fraser, to suggest that this guy is going to get any better because he doesn't have anything in his his CV or anything in his locker to say, oh, I'm a better player than I should. Well, yeah, I would agree with these kind of points as well. I think that Foster obviously didn't play a great deal for Aberdeen last season. Um, for obvious reasons <laughs> But uh-huh. the thing is but we're, we're suggesting that On the basis of What we saw yesterday When he was forced to come on Obviously um, mm. Due to Broadfoot Getting injured But am I the only person That thinks it's a slight Degree of extra criticism Because of the fact He's actually came from Aberdeen because Oh possibly But you know yeah, but yeah. And he was terrible <laughs> Yeah yeah If you can't hate Aberdeen Then yeah. what kind of world well, is oh, it? Oh I'm all for I'm all for hating Aberdeen No I'm all I'm all for hating Aberdeen I just think that Ultimately at the end of the day The boys come down now He's now a Rangers player I'd like to see him Get a bit of support Because it probably Will keep Broadfoot Out of the team Cammy did you see Where Wayne Rooney's Gas cooker was from Did you read that in the paper Yeah I did yeah Yeah Typical things that come out of Aberdeen are never any good. No, absolutely, like although I can tonight. There's also an aspect of it. Morris Edu was crap. Stephen Day <coughs> crap. Bruguera, crap. Uh, you yeah. know, can, can, can I just say that that's crap. exactly the Gabriel Marcotti level of punditry that we're after <laughs> well, there, exactly. well, no, but I, I'm, I'm, I am actually getting to a salient point here. <laughs> no. oh, what, he dropped the word salient in there just yeah. to say, right, I've actually gone a wee uh, bit street there. Yeah. Well, we're going to edit that out. Yeah, exactly. Fraser FF's very own Dickensian character. But the, the the salient point I'm alluding to arr, 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 is um, making me frisky. These these guys are, are all fans' favourites. So so let's take all the frustration, all the, all the anger the anger we feel at these guys. Let's take it out in the ex sheep in the team who was crap. But <laughs> yeah. he's still true. an ex sheep. Yeah, you know. And Cammy, I th- I, your your hatred of Aberdeen there was almost just theoretical. There's nothing wrong with putting it into practice. And I'll repeat again, you didn't bring me a ball and he did. So even though I disagreed with his point, I'm going to agree with him. That's fine, but okay, who do you hate more, Aberdeen or Celtic? Celtic. Okay, so do you hate Kenny Miller with all this kind of passion and vitriol as well? I don't well? hate Richard Foster. Well, why are you not willing to give him a chance then when you say that he's going to be poor? I'm willing to give him a chance, but the fact is when he signed, I thought... That's a poor footballer Why have we signed him He then comes on 45 minutes And let's be honest here Against Hamilton Ackies When we were winning uh, And he's, he's, he's Utterly Utterly dreadful There's nothing in this Boy's background To suggest that he's Anything other than a haddy Can I take a wee positive From the unremitting Negativity here Which is Did we draw And lose at Douglas Park Last year Or We won 1-0 um, so was, we, that, was that a win and a draw No win- scored Right a win a draw, yeah So that's us got a win under our belt So I know Fraser, but we're saying this every week Every week we're going, ah, at least we won And that, while I'm glad that we are We need to, you know, Scott, you yeah. talk a lot about champ manager football mm. A lot of guys, seem, you talk to them And it's all they care about is the end result And I don't understand why they watch it Or pay the £500 I think what goes on in the pitch does matter Form can help you build up a head of steam It can change the way you play It can make getting results easier If you pass the ball, get into a groove I think playing decent football can actually help you gain the same results. It doesn't have to be a stromash. There was an I attitude think. yesterday, I thought, that permeated from the coaching staff with the selection right through the team of, it'll do, let's get by. Rangers are notorious pre-Champions League and post-Champions League for making an arsehole of it. Yeah, the Old Trafford game, which is going to be potentially a, a European hangover. But ultimately, I said in this podcast a few weeks ago that you've got to get these teams and you've got to really... Mm be merciless and, and kill them and go straight forward yeah. and go straight for the jugular I would have thought that he might have started Miller and taken him off at the usual trademark 65 minutes mark because it's almost certain that he's going to play a 4-5-1 against Manchester yeah, United and the assumption would be that it'll be Miller up front in his win. Will Vice play? I was I surprised I yesterday by this we, we all hope so <laughs> You know, talking about Vice and Miller, it's pace 
Um, and I, I, can, I was thinking quite similar to the way Uruguay played at the World Cup with Suarez and Forlan up front, 30 yards in front. I think you've, I think you've had an invite to the Times with Gabriel McCoy and Badge <laughs> Are you in the right place? Right, it's yeah. quite similar. I, I swear to God, he'll be going to link strikers in a minute. Um, I'm going to take this back to a more, uh, shall we say, a more um, negative. Prosaic. Prosaic, <laughs> yes. To, um, Nikita Jelovic mm-hmm. uh, yesterday had such a good game that even Craig Burley had to say, I like the look of him. Mm. Uh, so I thought that he showed up very well, scored a good goal, missed a sitter, but overall, uh, do we think that we've got somebody decent there? Yeah, I do. I really do. I think so. I'm slightly concerned about BT's maybe lack of match fitness at the moment just now. I don't know. Really the moves aren't getting any small. No, I don't, know. I don't know really what he's doing. He's obviously only money apart for like 20 minutes a day and stuff like the rest of them, but you know, that's what happens. Are the Monster Munch back? Uh, I like it. Well, <laughs> I've, I've got a friend Pot who's noodles. actually a chef up at Murray Park, and he's. Have you really, or have you made this up? No, no, it's a true story. It's a true story. I would well, say his like, name, but I don't want to. What's the of a chef at Murray Park? Somebody he brings in the monster no, 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 Put on a microwave and a kettle. Yeah. It's a guy who's got a macro card. Yeah. I'll actually have you know the guys are called on Blue Chef, but he does the runs to Greg's, so that <laughs> equates him as being a chef at Murray Park. Yeah. But no, he's actually said that they've had a big shake up and they want, you know. New and various other things, and you know they actually want Muddy Park to be some sort of facility that helps players with their physical fitness. Am I no, the only one? No, that, no, am I the only that. one that thinks that that basically means that they went to the fridge through all the, the feasts and put in Soleros? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what it's come down to. It's no twisters. It's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, you're a man that by just uh, judging you, it looks as though you, you certainly know you're wearing mm. the, 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 the bottom of a deceptive though. Ah, but you play football with Cammy, don't you? He's actually quite good. I don't want to talk about the score today, no. Scott. No, and I don't think our listeners give a monkeys either. No. Anyway, Fraser, I'm going to come back to the Gabriel Marcotti, the, the pod over there. Um, Jelovic then did did show up well. Is it fair to say that if we do have two strikers playing at the moment, Jelovic and Kenny Miller, obviously, are by well, far and away the, the front two? 100. Miller set him up with that so-called sitter. I think you know he was in the right place. It he, wasn't a so-called sitter. It was an actual sitter. Well, he was in the right place. He made the keeper made a make a save. I was happy with. with how he played. Um, he's, ah, I was happy with how he played, but he should have scored. When he's headers, left yeah. foot, right yeah. foot. And I think he scored two against the Manx. Yeah. I, think, I think three. I, I think to take Fraser's role, though, um, I'd like to conjecture about stuff, right? And I was looking at the Mozambique second division, and, and the link striker <laughs> that they used when he dropped off, I think it was very like Jelovic's play. How's that, David? That, that, that was quite impressive. Um, Mozambique even sounds like a real country. I, I think it might be. I, I think maybe Asia. I don't know what it is. Ah, yeah. Next to Penzance. Yeah. No, I, I, as I say, I like yes, Yelovich. There was quite a lot of him holding the ball up as well yesterday. As well. Did, yeah. did he play for Croatia during the week? Do we I know? He, he did, he, yeah. did yes. he actually had a perfectly good goal disallowed, which ah. lost a friend of mine quite a lot of money, which was very yes. funny. It's kind of Mo, Mo Edu syndrome. He, he looks yeah. the part, though. I think his touch is good. And we've been crying out since uh, Kusan went about Dulali. We've been crying out for somebody that can play with his back to goal. I think, guys, I think. I don't know what you think about this, but you're not going to get balls over the top that often. There's not a lot of space in the SPL. No, I think a good example of that was Jonathan Johansson. When he went down south, people said, you know, he's scoring a lot of goals for Charlton. And people would say, oh, why didn't we play him like that? It's because you can in the yeah, SPL, no. because teams will not defend on the halfway line against us. There's going to be no opportunity to yeah. chip the ball over yeah. the top. Yeah. You have to trap the ball and bring open up play, and I think he looks like he can do that. See, I yeah. always thought Gabby Amato was vastly underrated for that, because he could hold the ball up. Now, occasionally yeah. he did have a bit of a barn door... You know, Kuzar's interface, mm-hmm. but he. But we also had midfielders that played balls down channels yeah, in those yeah. days. Yeah, and Rod Wallace would happily chase Aye. him. See, again, it's all going back, it's all relative. I remember at the time people used to scream at Amato and he was so frustrating. And see, now if he played oh, for us, we don't yeah. want to be a Amato mask yeah. on, wouldn't we? Yeah. Um, but as I say, I think Yelovich does look the, the part. I think it would be good if we got into the kind of habit where Yelovich and BT would probably start 
domestically if we've just had a European game if Miller's going to play up front he's going to run about especially with the shin splints the business thing. End 90 minutes and all yeah. that kind of stuff as well so th- th- then you've got so it's Pace with Vice and Miller during the week and uh, Moobs and Croatian class for the SPL yeah. and, and don't, don't forget Big Kyle can play up there as well no I'm forgetting that we've that already, as well. yeah. speaking then of Manchester I think we only need to improve about 10,500% when we, we go down there to get a result a couple of ways to look at it no there isn't there is there's one way I'm to look at positive it go on then. after 2003 I think a lot of Bears have got a memory of what was an awful night mm. on and off the pitch and I really do think it will be better than that. I think we're more organised. I don't think we'll see what we saw that night, and that's that's an improvement. Is maybe enough, perhaps. The other thing is it was under Alec McLeish, and Alec McLeish went through a period where we used to rock up to Parkhead and we were beaten before we got off the bus. That's true. Uh, and I think when we went down to Old Trafford, very similar thing happened. We used to say to Scott back in, in those days uh, when McLeish, when we needed somebody, we needed Winston Churchill at half time and we got Neil Kinnock. <laughs> you know, you're it, Tory it, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I just, with Walter, that's not going to happen. Uh, yeah. I, no, you would talk about Walter, these uh, experience anyway, but also having the experience of being at Manchester United. Uh, I think he had a what, four or five month spell as a right, manager. Yeah. So there's going to be nothing intimidating to Walter, and I hope he, he gives that down yeah. towards his players. I'm sure I think on the pitch it's going to be tough. 3-0 Rangers uh, Okay now There's been a bit of Controversy about the Travel arrangements to Manchester Last week I had a chat from The Manchester Evening News Give me a call on Friday To express his surprise That all the tickets uh, For the away end Haven't been sold Given uh, Rangers fans Reputation for travelling And of course It seemed Manchester So a couple of years ago I think he's surprised That uh, 3,700 tickets Didn't get sold I told him That that was down to the fact That it was being You know Made very clear to the support That they weren't wanted And in, in this day and age Given the to, to go and spend the money to, to basically get treated like cattle parked yeah. 30 miles away and then ushered into the ground like scum and thrown back out the fans yeah. weren't wearing it what's your take on it? well all of the above it's exactly I mean I'm getting picked up at half nine from my brox it's driving Miss Daisy down there you know it's uh, made very clear that you know absolutely you know first class behaviour all the way there all the way back um, you might get a couple of beers and a pie at Wigan if you're lucky. And, There's no uh, way you'll go for that. You'll want a Pims and some form of cooking. Well, I was thinking Cristal and, and a nice lobster bisque, but uh, I feel a bit sorry for for Wigan though because they're going to have like, fans turning up at the stadium. Yeah, they have no <laughs> idea what to do with it when they arrive. You know, uh, I'm thinking the same thing as Fraser. I think it's it's very much. Are you try to curry favour with me? No, not Fraser's lines. Not at all. Nowhere near Bamber Gascoigne's level. But the thing is, it'll be the case that when we get shepherded to go down there, we're going to end up. Um, just been herded like cattle, and it's going to be it's going to be horrific. I think I feel really bad for the fact that we've got loyal fans and who want to go down, go to this game, enjoy themselves, and yet they're getting made to feel as if you know they're, they're not even welcome in a city in the UK. It's it also goes back to this whole thing which we got we've gone on about for years. Murray, Stroke, Bain, defender, defend the club, defend the fans. There's no chance. We went all the guys that are going to this trip. Are the guys that follow Rangers all over Europe? Yeah, they're not going to cause trouble. They never they're, they're the same guys that went to twelve cities in the UEFA mm-hmm. Cup run, and there was not a single arrest. I was going to say that. Who's, who's, who's making this point? That, that was my point. Fraser, am I right in thinking that no member? So wait a minute. Let me get it. You're just about to say, but Fraser said it first and probably better. Well, he's looked at my notes. Your position is under threat here, James. Right, we've got Mark ready to come back, come off the bench, be serious, criticises. 
Actually, why do we have Mark on? Because all he does is sit there and throw things at me and Scott during the recording of this. Well, that's true. It's because we're scared of him. Yes. Because he controls us like a puppet master. Yes. Yeah. Um, a marionette. So is it true that no member of the Travel Club has actually been arrested? I've got no idea. <laughs> well, let's just say <laughs> they Fraser, haven't you're, then. Fraser, you're in a good position this week because you've built up this level of credibility and as Cammy says, well, he, he, bought, he bribed you. It, well, he bribed me, but also the listeners like him, right? And they, they haven't taken to you yet, mate. Jim right, Reed, if you're out there. Uh, Jim Reed, Jim, Jim's really sold you down the river because mm. he's made me think. So far, actually, I've got to say, readers, that I'm taking all of my opinions and what you think about the show because you can influence the show out there and not in a Radio Clyde way where they kind of pretend you can. You can actually influence what goes on in Heart and Hand. Can we take a ballad then and do a Duntry mix of a it? A ballad? A ballad? Yeah, they always do Duntry mixes of ballads in Radio Clyde. So you listen true. to Radio Clyde? I heard from someone. Oh, that, for goodness sake. Scott's goodness heart will go and boom, dee, boom, dee, yeah, boom, dee, boom. You know, that's, that's these kind of things. I phone in, I phone in, actually. I'm Sean. Have you, noticed, have you noticed that the Radio Clyde phone in And that it is a default moron position You thought it's like Hello Radio Clyde Hi can I speak to the panel please Well who did you think you were going to be speaking yeah, yeah. to No actually in a, in a change that's going to confuse you You can speak to Mark Lawson About the, the, the changes in the theatre this week Of course you can speak to the bloody panel That's the whole point of a phone in show you, you think, moron Do you think that the hoops are probably the best team in the world in that. And the Angels should be shut down in that because you're the, the bigotry because yeah. the songs they sing. What songs? The songs. Yeah. Okay, the Spears of the Week is our award to the person who's made the biggest arse of themselves over the past seven days. Although this week you've got a wee bit more room, a wee bit more freedom. Uh, you've got two weeks because we've been away for the international break. Um, it's named after Graham Spears, who used to be a journalist, I think, but uh, maybe, maybe what happened him a long time. I don't know. He was at the Herald, and mm. uh, you know, since since then he's, he's sort of disappeared. Um, so yeah, but we, we named it after him anyway, and we're gonna we're gonna keep going with it. Uh, I will say there's a bit of pressure this week because for no, me, there isn't. As the judge, no, no, there isn't pressure. Fraser's going to win. Well, Fraser is going to win, but yeah, I, I was so. I was going to try and build up to think you had the chance. Um, and Scott, you usually, I mean, you really try for Spears a week. I mean, you you, you sit and scour the journals. Less. No, you don't. You buy World Football, Calcio, the Scunthorpe Weekly Magazine, everything to try and get. A Is it true, week. Scott? Your child hasn't eaten in three days because of that. You've used all the food money to buy papers and magazines. Yes, the Andorran Gazette. Yeah, exactly. She was nobody's child. Yeah. To be brutally honest, she'd probably be more used on a football podcast than me anyway. But never mind. <laughs> we did try and get her, but Elaine yeah. sent you instead. Yeah. Um, okay, then, Scott, hit me. Okay, I've got only two this week, David. Oh, I'm slightly disappointed, really. Number one is Mrs. Ferguson. First, her husband Alex throws away a 3-1 lead with an injury time. He did. Then her son does it a couple hours later on live TV as well, losing to Burnley after being 3-1 up. This is good stuff. Right? Mm. And both live and TV, a couple hours apart... Imagine her picking up the pieces for those two. The other one, he's, hey, hey. that's why we keep Scott on See, here. Pulled right. out the back. Knows nothing about fat, but yeah. he, can, he can deliver lines. Of like course, that. the one I thought might win. What did Peter Crouch do this week? He's been quiet. Yeah, right. To be honest, Crouch watch. <laughs> to be honest, I think Wayne Rooney may have stolen his thunder. Slightly. I think yeah. certainly did. Um, I think Mark McGee for yesterday. It must be up there at least. Sent to the stands for protesting a goal that in fact no Dundee United player was within 10 yards of the goalkeeper when he punched in his own net. He then jumped into the Aberdeen end with a sort of a red ultras and sat with that big, huge, fat face, scowling with jowls well, collapsed. You're definitely not going to win this week because I had Mark McGee. So if Mark McGee does win, then I'll win. Um, because I'm taking it, but the I reason I was you a football, shouldn't I? You should have brought me a football. Yeah, the reason that Mark McGee I was going to mention was the way he disgracefully threw that young Aberdeen player under the bus 
uh, after the the, the, the last only match. If only player thrown him under a bus. Well, absolutely. Yeah, actually, he would have damaged the bus. Oh, <laughs> He'd have been true. fine. But um, Mitch Mugginson, I think the guy's name was. Uh, well, he's Mitch struggling already, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's 18. And after the game, and these are quotes uh, McGee said because he, he made a mistake that led to a goal. And McGee said, I hope he feels terrible. I hope he has a sleepless night. It was a terrible mis- uh, mistake. He's let his team down. He's let his teammates down. The guy's 18. Mm-hmm. I think it was his second appearance. You know, that's pathetic. But I don't. I, I, I've been thinking about this and I've actually been trying to see if I could remember. At any point, a, a manager purposely picking on a player to say the, le- the reason why we lost is because of that guy, mm. and I can't I can't remember one at all. And the thing is, you, you, we've all seen games where there's been obvious howlers, and you've actually turned around and said, "Yeah, that's just been a total joke." But I've never actually seen mm. someone pick on as you say, he's an eighteen year old kid. Yeah, I mean, what's and he must have zero, com- must have even less now. You're supposed to win together and lose together, not be singled out. No, and I think that, so. as Cami says, what. Did he think the boy done it deliberately? Because surely the only thing a manager can ever get on to a player for is for a lack of effort. Because if it was a lack of quality, then why are you playing him? In a Jez McFadden style. Yeah. Well, uh, and uh, can I just say, I love this week with Craig Levine. He came out after the, the Scotland game and he said that he, James McFadden, well, he didn't say this, but the papers reported he told James McFadden that he was selfish and he told Chris Boyd he was lazy. And apparently on Wednesday morning, other things he said was, <laughs> the sky is often blue. Michelle McManus likes a trip to Greg's yeah. noon again. Large and furry animal defecates in forested area. Yeah, it, it wasn't a man bites dog, was it? Chris Boyd, who turned up looking the size of Michelle McManus, right? Who's clearly just dosing about. You know, he dropped a pound at Hamden a few years ago, and he was looking for it. You know, what do you expect? I, I'm, I'm quite stunned, honestly, when I, I read Levine's comments regarding McFadden because I think he did really well to pull off his marker. Allegedly Allegedly Yeah And his penetration from the rear was fantastic So I think it's unfair criticism in the boy McFadden okay, I think he should get the ponytail back He looked really good when he Rats tail Talking about James McFadden I don't know if I was going to ask you this It's probably not the time But have you bought Will Young's new album yet? Yeah I've got it signed That's what I thought so, so. Isn't James McFadden married? So was Elton John. So was Elton John. <laughs> so was Oscar Wilde. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Big, big butch bonking Oscar. Correct. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Cammy, give me a spears of the week. My spears of the week is actually from someone who's posted on the Heart and Hand the Facebook page. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Is that the Facebooker? I'm gonna concede that it's the Facebook. That is just the Facebook. Purely to please Edgar. Um, it's actually from a really good friend of mine, and he uh, works. <laughs> he, he works. He works for the council. Friend friend of the show. Yeah. He, he works for the friend council, pal. but he uh, makes frequent uh, trips up to Lennox Town, up to. He enemies. works for the council, has many years. And he, take, he goes to Lennox Town. And he goes, he take your lip off, nobody goes, goes to the <laughs> he, uh, See if he does pack his lunch in a sunblast bag <laughs> and the children call him bogey. Oh no. Um, anyway, Cam, so it's not worth it now. No, no, it is worth <laughs> it. Listen, it. No, listen to the story. He's going to tell, he's going to tell, he's going to exactly. tell. Go on, Cammy. So, I'm in Cammy's side. He's trying to tell the story with Fraser's already won. Right, listen, calm down. So, he uh, was up at Lennox Town and there's a, a woman there who works for the enemy who he knows quite well and has a bit of kind of chat back and forth with. And uh, she told my friend uh, that. Uh, the, belo- the, well, the Celtic beloved Chick Charnley is now employed by Rahoops. Oh, wow. Uh-huh, yeah, he is. Um, Chico, who, as you may remember, has, for whatever reason, always been able to represent Celtic at various offshoot <laughs> things, like <laughs> when he plays Masters football. And if you I remember, fundraisers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, our, co- our co-sponsor with them 
recently organised a Flash game in George Square where Amoruso played as well, but Chick Charnley again was somehow able to represent the dark side. Does a Flash game mean you've got to get your bobby out? Uh, well, Lorenzo probably, probably, probably Lorenzo was team. Team. He would have damaged the, the council chambers. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, so the bold Chick uh, is now uh, responsible at Parkhead for quite a major important role, and that yeah, is he, able, he picks up the players' mail from Parkhead <laughs> and delivers it to them personally at Lennoxdown. So Wait, he's fulfilled the dream. Do you remember in Premier One, and when it was Christmas time, you'd make a wee posty box and you'd put all your cards through, and then you got tempted to post box and hand deliver it to all the people in the class. Uh, That's check. Mm. Oh right. man, That's so bad. Just so he can get a check with the, the, the wee crest. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But, I, but again, according to my friend William, who told me this story, he uh, now also wears a black polo shirt. You know, one of those horrible things with a big he's massive shamrock CC crest things on he's it. He's not got CCs and initials on it, though. I think yeah. he probably got the top and then took it to Seriously, what is that about football managers where they get their name on it? You're the manager. They, they know, really yeah. should know who you are. So Chick Charnley, living the dream. Correct. Um, this the entire Celtic support. <laughs> <laughs> That's a low blow, but what have they done now? Yeah, just because. Can I just? Uh, well, can I just also back up them because I was speaking to a Celtic supporter of my acquaintance who's not the brightest lad in the world. And uh, he said to me, did you watch the Scotland game last night? I said, aye. And he said, oh, Big McManus. That's Big McManus, who you hated normally. He said, oh, but no, man, he was pure good. And he came out with a belt. He says, did you see the minute silence? And I said, uh, oh, aye, aye. He says, it was for Jocks, uh, Jocks Dean. And I said, uh, why? And he said, it was to celebrate him being dead for 25 <laughs> years. But I don't think that was what he meant. Well, and Spears of the Week for McManus... Uh for stealing Big Lee's goal. Uh, well, I, and also we Gordon Strachan for another magnificent performance at the weekend. Yeah. For his uh, yeah. expensive list. I think he'll be away by Christmas. Uh, I think Which leaves Chris Boyd uh, getting splinters in his arse on the bench for 30 grand a week. Chris yeah. Boyd will be back at Rangers soon enough. No, and it'll no. be like he will, and it'll be like Derek Johnson's second spell. Yeah. That's and exactly it. Another potential Spears of the Week is. Uh, oh, you're on a roll now. Well, uh, ta- see, that's talent, you two. That's class, right? It's just because he spoke last. He's it's the fo- last one you remember. That's no. how he's going to get it. No, he's f- no, no, no. Class is permanent. Form is temporary. You two need to up your work rate. You're McFadden and Boyd this week. He bought you a football. And McFadden yeah. and Boyd leads me quite nicely on to the last Spears of the Week, which is the Tartan Trannies that booed the Liechtenstein stroke, mm-hmm. God Save the Queen national anthem. Yeah, I, I think that Stroll was, that was boys, pretty good Because more importantly It made me agree with George Pete And I don't know I've already been in a position Where I'm agreeing with David George David Proven also mentioned In his column today That he felt it was an embarrassment And da- I, I point David blank Proven, refused David Proven David I feel Proven. really bad Because uh, he gets criticised in my book Have I mentioned I've got a book coming out And we now have a release date for it Listeners, you can buy it And it'll be uh, sent out to you At the start of October And it'll ha- hit the shops On October the 16th Would it make an ideal Christmas present for someone that 21st you really century like? blues Being a bear in the modern world Would make an ideal Christmas present For anyone you know Who's a Rangers supporter Who can read Who you're trying to shag It will impress them It's the, the way to go What's it called then? It's called 21st century and blues And when's it out? And it's out on the 16th of and October And it's available on And it's available on Amazon, Amazon And right, from okay. uh, the DB Publishing website www.dbpublishing.co.uk But what I was, I was sorry, sorry. Can I can I just inter- interject for a second? Yes. Perhaps maybe we could have a competition for people on the Facebook to so get a signed yeah. copy. Of when I have one, then there will be a competition on the Facebook, and all I will require is picture of their wife sitting on top of the washing machine what, with their flaps what, on. What I mean is, before it starts getting you know recalled and turned into mush, and I'm sure you're probably yeah. going to line this, uh, line your flat with uh, spare you, copies you, of it. Don't sell. You enjoy here tonight. I made dinner for you I did I, I loved feasting on your meat Yeah he certainly mm-hmm. did He was running an hour Before everybody else tonight Feasting on my meat um, and, and, and yet he didn't win 
And yet he didn't win, no, no. because Fraser brought me something useful. Yeah. Uh, so if they announced the winner, it was me. It was Fraser, yeah. Um, I was going to give it to Scott, but uh, you can't compete with the entire Celtic support because it includes Mark McGee. So, <laughs> so Mark McGee then is therefore by default. Hope he gets the job. He gets it, but the Spears of the Week does go, and uh, especially to the wee Celtic supporter who, God love him, was celebrating 25 years since Jock Steen died. Mm-hmm. We move on now to a new feature, which is Big Lee's Booking. Now there's something that happens every single week at the football And it just wouldn't be the same without it Whether or not it's somebody you see going to the game Whether or not it's a pre-match superstition that you have Like Lee McCulloch's booking You know it's coming, you know it's going to happen And it's not really the same until you see it Then you can relax and just enjoy the game um, We want yours uh, on the Facebook, on Twitter And emails to us uh, You can get in touch with us It's Heart and Hand on the Facebook It's Ibrox Rocks uh, when you go to Twitter And it's Ibrox Rocks at playbackmedia.co.uk That's ibroxrocks at playbackmedia.co.uk Send us in something It could be a wee old guy who sits near you It could be you give your wife one Before you head off in the morning uh, It can be anything at all we want to know about it what, Especially a sign, a sign football? Well, it's, one what? You give your wife one? What one more what? Well, that one died. Oh God, Almighty tumbleweed! No, but the thing is, is I actually keep a supply of tumbleweed here for his gags. I'm under pressure. Fraser sitting next to me. And You're having a dry run in front of goal. Um, you really are. I'm James Beatty. You know, it, you got booked a couple of weeks ago, Scott. You know, you, you're you're Lee Cartermill. You're about you're on a yellow card and you're about to j- j- jump in feet mm, first. You're facing a suspension. Lee yeah, Cartermill yeah, said yeah. before the game that he was misunderstood. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I love the fact that he turned around to his manager yesterday and Steve Bruce was like, "Don't go on, you're a moron. You were on a yellow and you done it." Um, but yes, yeah, so let's hear from our uh, before Scott interrupts me. Don't do that. Right, Minion star Minion star Know your role um, So We're going to go back To the feature Which I started Three weeks ago Which uh, I'll, I'll now get Big Lee's booking And Scott I was going to start with you But I'm not going to now Fraser New favourite oh, No we'll go with Scott on you no, go. no no on you go Fraser You can maybe after, after you go after the pod as well, uh, no David a bit better. My big league's booking. Uh, actually, because I watched the game in the telly, uh, there was two things I saw which you see at every Rangers away, certainly away game and most of the home games as well. Which was Santa Claus in the in the home support or uh, in our support, and also the guy that goes to every game, rain or shine, Dunfermline in January when it's freezing, when they tap on. I know yeah. they, they picked him up on the telly yesterday, and I mean yesterday wasn't he? It wasn't the Arctic by any means, but it was not a day to be walking about with your, your man nips. Can, can I also say that I actually I don't know him, but that, that guy used to sit next to me in CD7 and he used to sit right along the far end. And not only does he go with no top on, as you say, yeah, exactly. He used to stand up during the game, uh, but he was, because he was right at the end of the road, he wasn't blocking MD's view, and Stewart's just. Just used to leave them alone because they would do exactly. He's not going to go and grapple them. There's, there's also there's so many theories going about the away support as to why he doesn't wear. I, I heard, I heard a rumor that it, this is what some, Yes, some say, some yeah. say <laughs> that this bloke has got a, a condition, which I think is fairly obvious, but it's not one you would think. Apparently, he's got some condition that means he always feels really, really warm. Yeah, but. How come no bird I have ever met has had this condition or had to stride about the office? The one I heard yesterday out. was that he doesn't like, like material uh, touching his upper body. <laughs> that's, that's not a thing, though. No, how do you know? Oh, how do you know? I don't like material in my upper body. What would that be, then? Well, what that, disease is that? I'm not keen on latex after an incident that happened to me in, in uh, Clatty Pats in 1998, yeah, but we'll, we'll skip right by have that. You ever, have you ever felt the context of bin liner just right on top of your skin as well? It's, it's well, you should really be slipping one of them on under your top when you're playing fat bin. No, cling film. Just cling film Aye, right around. Like the in the film, Monty. Yeah, the, the fat lad does yeah. that. Uh, that's, that's something for you to do. You and Dingers can do that. Thanks, I should point out, Cammy's been made out to be... It's just we have to have a fat guest on the podcast. And with Mark, no ear, a look room 
in the room it had to be cam and he's he's not that fat you know he's i would say he's more kind of he's not don french he's more michelle mcmanus than don french um okay then scott what's your big lease booking i think many many years of, of observing rangers at ibrox it would be shit to ball boys and ball girls <laughs> they're still hopeless Year after year, they can't catch the ball or throw You're it. You're such a curmudgeon, aren't you? Yeah, it really I know. And I always hope that when you, my dad and I sit down and think... They just don't play like yeah. Barcelona and the ball boys are shite. Yeah. I'm not going. Well, I'm sure you've seen good ball boys in the Uruguayan second division, whatever it is. Yeah. Or the Mozambican second yeah, division. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I think shit ball boys would have to be the thing that sort of cheers you up after We're a while. We're having a world soccer off in here tonight, aren't we? I know, we? it's fantastic. The two, the two global, them, global events. Yeah, the two of them have come over old Tim Vickery. I know. Oh, oh, what what, what <laughs> is Zimbabwean ball... Boys and girls Scott like. refers to it as a tradition oh, right, okay. yeah. They've actually not got enough food At the moment Yeah Cammy yes To put on a football well, match Cammy It's the least of the worries at the moment Cammy right, okay, I'll send them some of mine Cammy <laughs> Scott how would you improve the standards of ball boys Because <laughs> don't just turn up here with a criticism Give us a solution How would you stop uh, Lee McCulloch getting booked I'm not uh, trying to no, so, well, I'm not trying to stop the ball boys being shite either Well don't complain about it Am I the only one who thinks that the ball boys at Ibrox And the ball girls as well actually for that are, They're some side, they're a bit plump Am I the only yes. one that thinks why have we got ball girls Yeah why right, I'm an yeah. unreconstructed sexist when it comes to football I don't like birds at the game And I don't like birds being involved in it Do you know why? Because they're birds And the boy who knows least about football Knows more than the bird who knows most Is this because Karen Brady knocked you about? She's a woman The only woman I like in football is uh, Cherry Lungi When she was in the manager eh? oh, so that was oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah But it wasn't for the reasons It wasn't a tactical awareness, was it? Mm. Yeah Scott, you watch Footballers Wives What's that like? Uh, right, Cammy, it's, uh, I think, your turn uh, My one for my... Uh, Lee McCulloch booking etc um, is actually from a few years ago when I was uh, sitting with a club deck loyal which is now sadly defunct um, but we did have a regular supporter who I'm fairly certain is a, a fa- the Facebooker group for the heart and hand uh, called Wilf and Wilf's favourite Wilf. Wilf. Wilf nobody's Wilf. called Wilf brilliant we've got a character from the Bash Street kids <laughs> Wilf is a fantastic guy and he's a legend Wilf if you post on the Facebook Wilf and reveal that you are actually called Wilf right we'll send you some form of what we'll do is we'll wait a year and we'll send you a copy of my book when it is in bargain books but, yeah. but you'll be you'll be notified for it no he's not getting that this week Fraser was just holding up we always have a mascot on the table and this week it's my favour from Nacho Novo's tribute dinner which is a wee whiskey uh, in a bottle I'll post it up on the Facebook and you can look at it. Signed by Nacho himself, who I accosted in the toilet. Um, Where did you sign it? Again. Again, yes. But but this time I, I didn't have my, my syringe full of muscle relaxing. <laughs> 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 my large sack, although um, not by the time I'd finished anyway. Cammy, can you Sorry, yeah. So, anyway, so Will's favourite phrase when uh, watching the football was at some stage throughout the game, he inevitably shout, Keep it in the carpet, Rangers. <laughs> but the thing is, though, that you could see... I mean, you used to do it all the time, and a few of the boys in the, in the group used to love it and always have a wee bit of a laugh and a joke and all that kind of stuff because you knew at some point, inevitably, it was coming. So, like, for example, like, you know, if McGregor or whoever was in goals would take, like, a, you know, a bye kick, unreasonably, if it was aiming towards, like, the halfway line, he'd be like, keep the ball in the carpet as if he's expecting a side foot out uh, <laughs> yeah. the left That's or right back. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. But from the back. Exactly. So, but the thing is... It, as you say, and I think this is the kind of point of this piece of the show, it just wasn't complete. Your experience of the game wasn't complete unless you heard that. The My Big Lee's booking moment, um, something which isn't the same, is the board at Ibrox, the advertising boards, which I hate, you know, those mm. electronic ones, um, mm. which are just really, really annoying. But they always flash around the next goal scorer. Before the match, flash up first, and then during the match, flash up your next goal scorer, and you can go and bet on it. And every week, without fail, they flash up someone who isn't playing. 
And now they could argue, I suppose, and say, well, we don't know the teams and we've got to just do it beforehand, which is rubbish. The whole point of technology is you can do it in live play. But my favourite one was last season when they flashed up John claude Darcheville was 33-1. Seemed generous until you realise he'd left us 18 months before. Um, so for me, it's until I see uh, something flashing up around the, like, Rod Wallace next goal, 9-1, I don't think I'm at Ibrox. I don't think I'm home yet. Okay, we want to hear yours. Um, we want to hear what... Uh, don't interrupt me this time. We want to hear... Uh, you, you looked pregnant. You looked as though you were about to give birth to a thought. I'm trying to lose some weight there. <laughs> you and Cammy met a lovely couple. Um, so send us it into the Facebook, heart and hand, to the, uh, to the, what's the internet thing? Email. Email, yeah. Email's what that is. Uh, heart, uh, ibroxrocks at playbackmedia.co.uk. I've got confused because I've just pictured you two having sex. <laughs> and it has actually really discombobulated me. We would, we would be probably quite... How do you wash the inside of your eyes out with soap? I mean, oh my God, that's just gross. Who would be the woman? Yeah. We're, we're going to have to put, always be I'm going to post up Well the thing is Cammy actually needs uh, The Facebook We need to refer to Cammy Cammy had And you, I noticed you've changed it Cammy had the gayest Facebook profile pic Was that hugging that fella? Friend, yeah, hugging that friend, guy That's, that's my, my, yeah. my friend Craig and I Having a good couple of pints In Stuttgart That was last year Good couple of pints Of what Mark Allman Just to drink yeah. I like the fact That you're willing To give me the criticism When you consider That your shirt That you're wearing Is so fantastically gay It's just It just says statements About you Which it's, I feel it's, I feel bad That there isn't Some sort of visual format That goodless It's cheesecloth uh, pink For autumn winter 2010 It's a fitted pink shirt And the reason that it's fitted Is to show off My, my recent weight Loss, yeah. which is not something you, you're going to need Fitted to worry about. for an eight-year-old child. And it fits me. <laughs> See, I, can, I can't slag... <laughs> Can't slag Cammy because he's he's wearing an Angels top this week, but you'll get yours. I'm wearing the quality trousers. Feel free to touch to you. Yeah. To touch you. He well. raised his leg to me there, listeners. <laughs> he raised his leg to me. There's also an espadrille in the house. What has become What's of What's an espadrille? It's a type of shoe. A type of shoe. Well, that's gay that you knew that. I only know two types of shoes: gutties and bits. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> well, three clearly. And docks. And docks, aye. Yeah, but okay. they would come under bits. Yeah. You know? Uh, Cammy, Dundee United. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a tough game. I think it really will be. Again, we've already kind of touched on the, the European hangover aspect as well. And Is that acceptable, though, for a trip to Old Trafford? I mean, realistically, it's, it's, there's no the huge only, travel the, issues. I, I, I agree with that, but the only area that... that Overly concerns me is right back on the presumption that we might have to play Ricky Foster. We, would we not be better playing Bagheera and bringing in the, the, the Andy Webster or even McCulloch? Well, you'd lose McCulloch midfield, I suppose. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, prospectively. I mean, you can shuffle about, but regardless of that, you'd still have to make the shuffle. Yeah, and we're going and back the, to United. The, and yeah. the, the, other, the other point is to that as well um, is that I've got to assume that Miller will either play the full 90 or the large chunk against Man United. So against Dundee United I'm, I'm expecting that we're going to go back to the 4-4-2 and put Jelovic and Beatty up front as well just to give Miller a rest. So it will be tough. I think that you know they always like coming to, to Ibrox as well and as Fraser's already touched on, some of the games have been you know pretty pretty hairy in last, uh, last season. Mm. So I, I think that we'll get a result. I think it'll be pretty gritty but hopefully we'll be able to try and uh, get the three points. That the the one thing you're getting. hoping is, is that we're due to, you would hope, burst into a bit of form um, if we continue the way we're going, then we are going to drop points because I think that there's only so long you can get by, and that's what I think we've done every match of the season. Well, I think there's also, and there is the hangover from much as much mirth that was caused by the Mankeys going out to Utrecht. They are, as we feared, beginning to build up a bit of a head of steam domestically, mm-hmm. and we. You might have feared it. Uh, well, I refused to give them hushing. Well, indeed, but you've gone right down the estimation. You were on for for pods. Man of the match there, but uh, it's, it's nice to see. I wouldn't get excited, you dips Cammy. That would be. It's nice to see that the Masonic referees are still still. Yeah, two it. offside goals and a um, penalty not given. And a penalty not given. Uh, Willie Collum, 
Well, you know, the, 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 the clues in the name. The only man with a crucifix shaped whistle. Mm. Um, uh, but I did notice as well that Lennon pulled off Brown after 70 minutes because oh. he said that there was a, a hangover from the Scotland game. So, See, I was watching. I did, I did actually read Scott Brown was playing in the Scotland game. Well, I'm <laughs> going to move us in on that into any other bare business. Uh, and this is where you get to talk about anything you want. So, as uh, I wanted to talk about at the start, before I was rudely interrupted by Fraser Dingwall over there, um, but he brought me a ball, so I've forgiven him. The Scotland game I did I did watch and you know all joking aside about Scotland I'm not a big you know a big patriotic guy but I, I wanted to win I can't even see what Scott Brown is supposed to be doing it's not that he's poor I, I don't know what he's good at he, he, he's not good on the ball he doesn't time runs well he's not good in the air he can't line up he can't tackle. What the manager see in this guy that, that other people don't? Well, there was a potential Spears of the week there for me for Craig Levine because I thought his selection for the Liechtenstein game was bonkers by playing two sitting midfielders, both of whom were on a booking. Yeah. Um, I'm a sort of lone striker aye. sort of thing. And it, it was a tactical mess. If, if I was Craig yeah. Levine, I'd be calling a thousand miles over broken glass to Barry Ferguson's door. Ferguson and won't play. Begging him to come it won't matter. He won't do it. Say four games and try. try but he won't do it, and I don't. No, I don't blame. Him. There's nothing in it no. for Ferguson. He goes back. He won't get any credit if if Scotland get through it, and if they don't get through, he'll get the blame. It's it's a lose lose situation I think, for him. I think that McLeish has had some sort of a degree of interaction with Ferguson's decision to retire from the international game. Yeah. Ferguson get managed. Is that a really convoluted way of saying I think McLeish is telling him not to bother? Yeah. Well, I think he's maybe saying to him concentrate well, on your domestic. Well, McLeish is a patriotic guy. I thought it might be the other way around. It was. It was interesting last night. Yeah, I was it's at, Birmingham pays wages. Yeah. Last night I was out with a guy, one of my friends who oh, lives right. in the Czech Republic most most of the year, and he was saying it's funny when, when you come over here, the media are saying the exact same things that the Czech press are saying. They they were beaten at home by Lithuania, and they're bemoaning no good players coming through, facilities aren't used properly. They're not. They're going to face Spain. And they're absolutely dreading it. They're hiding from Spain. And um, they're at their manager for not picking the right team. And they're not very confident either. And ironically, despite Scotland being awful, I think the Czechs, they're not confident in this campaign. And I think we could steal second spot, well, despite the, the form. The, the Czechs are going a little in reputation because when you look at their team, they had Milan Barosh, a guy who really peaked probably, what, six years ago? Mm-hmm. Um, and hasn't really done much in football. He's been he playing these days? Uh, Galatasaray. Um, and he was, he was a failure um, at Lyon. And he, he's, he's kind of bummed about the last year. And he, he's passed his best. Mm-hmm. And you think, well, if he's a main striker, then they've got to be reason. So, But I did watch the Scotland game. And uh, I must admit, thoroughly entertaining against Liechtenstein. Um, not so entertaining on the, the Friday night. And I was thinking that I might uh, I might go along and, and see Scotland on the plane. Because I live, you know, within walking distance of Hamden. And then, uh, and then I sobered up. So, uh, <laughs> right, Scott, any other bare business? It's a podcast which aims to add a bit of humour to looking at sort of football. It feels miserably, but it, it feels adds. miserably. But this is a serious point, as we all do wish Brian Loudup the very best yeah. for his recovery. Absolute legend. Watching Rangers can be tough at times. Some of the football stodgy, going back years, you'd pay money, you'd pay it willingly, and you'd pay double to watch that guy. He got you off your seat, and I've never seen anything like it. And once he's absolute legend, and get well soon, Brian. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I think we uh, we were all devastated. I think the entire range of support to hear that news. But he is, you know, a, a fighter, and uh, I've absolutely no no doubts that Brian Loudrup will, will overcome that. And certainly, we, we echo that. In fairness, he is used to running round things beginning with the letter C. So I'm confident <laughs> that he's going to beat it with no problems. Yeah. Fantastic, Fraser. No, I was just my Barry Ferguson point, but I've addressed that. Okay, we'll finish up this week with your section, listeners, the letters and the Facebook page. You're raging about the Facebook take me off on it. It's just disgraceful. That's what the kids call it. Well, the kids who come on our 
Facebook page. We're all over 40. We're all over 40, yeah. I really hope that that gets edited to say, come in our face, and then it just stops there. <laughs> oh, this is, the, the edit this week's going to be a nightmare. Um, okay, we'll start off with a letter from Andy McGowan, and it was a letter of complaint. Oh, Andy good. said, hi David, I must write and uh, reply to your outrageous slur in my hometown Salkits, which you described as full of beggars on Podcast 5. I can assure you that Salkits was, is and always will be a blue town and if your slur is not retracted you would hear from my lawyers. I can also confirm that son of Salkits Ray Montgomery may now be a Kilmarnock legend, but rest assured Raymond was a childhood blue nose who cites Sandy Jardin as his childhood idol. I know this as when I interviewed Raymond for my school paper in 1996, my probing questions included, what is it like to play against Rangers? How good is Mark Hately? And do you wish that you played for Rangers? <laughs> Other than these aberrations, congratulations on the podcast and keep up the good work. So I'll retract some of it. Um, I'm a wee bit disappointed and Chris, our producer, didn't tell me that uh, Ray Montgomery wasn't in fact uh, a Tim. I always assumed he was, so I apologise to Ray Montgomery. Did he look like one? That, yes. Uh, so that, that had to hurt. Um, I'm not taking it back. Seneca Wynn and Sulkitz, you know, they're a large scale. That's where a lot of the, the Glasgow settlers were sent. And we used to like going down to, to Sulkits during the during the summer because you could always spot the Ouija Wayne's because our parents were ordering them into the sea <laughs> as part of the day and it was freezing. All the local kids were you know, there in their, <laughs> their anoraks and stealing scars for the polar bears. Yeah. Um, but Andy, we, we take some of that back. Uh, now on to the Facebook comments. Uh, Scott, you, you went on last week and, and tried to make up to Jim Reid because yeah. uh, you called him a walloper after, mm-hmm. just because he praised everyone who was involved in Podcast 4 except you. Yeah, it's true. Yes, yeah. His work with the Jesus Mary chain was vastly yeah. overrated anyway. Well, absolutely. Uh, well, no, it wasn't. Well, no, it was actually underrated. It was very underrated. Yeah. Mark Feldman, the International Week, was getting on my tits. Uh, can anyone tell me what the central bar in Blackpool's like for Jell's games? So, uh, does anyone know? Uh, and if so, can you go on there and Probably good. Stuart Atkinson says, Quality podcast guys, enjoying listening all to all the Rangers bands. I've been missing it after moving out to Valencia. Although a certain obese ginger contributor to the show keeps me up to date as much as he can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Stuart's one of my very good friends, and uh, as a response to his wonderful comment on the Facebook, um, I'm going to post Stuart's address for all the bears going across to Valencia. Has he invited them last week? No, no, he's going to invite him, he just doesn't know about it yet. So I'm going to post. I'm going to post his uh, address for everyone to go and stay at Stuart's house. It's touching, Cammy. Alan Chambers pointed out that David Weir, who was born in Falkirk in 1970, became the protagonist of the International Day Positive. At 40 years, 3 months and 24 days, the captain of the Rangers returned to the International against Lithuania. Um, he did not been convinced in September 2009, but he surpassed Jim Layton with 40 years and 2 months. Uh, also he surpassed Jim Layton because Jim Layton was a bandy-legged fuck yeah he was <laughs> <laughs> I, we I hope we took uh, an umbrella because it's raining teeth yeah it's absolutely oh Cammy Cammy um, Cameron Bell uh, with his disgraceful terror vision uh, little Facebook picture you suggested Naismith for the winner in the Scotland game and we're uh, as accurate as you've been on here tonight really um, Gary Love get well soon Loudrop we're not worthy we're not worthy I absolutely agree with that one uh, I think we've we've all said that there as well and um, Various other people uh, got in touch to, to, to kind of say a bit loud, so thanks very much to, to all of you who did that one. Uh, there's a thing here about my book. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it's coming out the 16th of October, and uh, I just I just thought I'd bring that up. Andy Yule, uh, what a first few minutes for Arfos yesterday. He's not getting a nickname. Not yet. No, he's too much of a ton of No, not yet. If Hamilton had scored from his slip up immediately after he came on, would that have been the worst Rangers debut ever? That's that's an interesting feature for mm, yeah, for mm-hmm. future weeks. The worst, the best debut ever, I think, by common consent was Kuznetsov. All that remains then is for me to thank uh, my guest this week, Scott Vandenacker. Asked to believe. And we look forward to uh, Scott's Corner. 
the, the spin-off pod, Mr. Fraser Martin. Thank you. And we look forward to visiting House of Fraser. Anytime. And Mr. Cameron Bell. Good luck to all the Bears travelling down to Old Trafford on Tuesday. And I really look forward to seeing Cameron's bell end. Mm, it's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll thank our producer, Mr. Chris Osborne. We'll thank our executive producers in London, Mike Lee and Paul Miles. And uh, next week, when we are celebrating our most famous victory over English opposition ever, we'll be celebrating some more, hopefully. Thanks for listening. Cheers. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at ibroxrocks.com. If you'd like to sponsor or advertise on this podcast, please call our marketing partners Sports Revolution on 0207 580 2850 or drop them a line at info at sportsrevolution.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.